What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Rough Golf Podcast, episode number seven. I'm your host, Jake Harris. We got a good one today. You know, I get this question a lot. Are you good enough to play bladed irons? And before we get started, I wanted to ask you guys to please leave a rating and review if you're enjoying this podcast or if you don't feel like writing anything or typing anything up, just tell your golfing buddies and say, hey, got a golfing podcast I'm listening to. You should give it a listen. If you can do that for me, I would really appreciate it. And there's a bonus here. I'll make sure you get interest. I'll make sure you get mentioned in the Rough Golf Hall of Fame. It's a thing. It, it really is. I created it. So I want to talk about bladed irons today. And, you know, this actually came to me when I was thinking about a time where I was playing with a group of golfers and I rolled up, got out of my vehicle, brought my clubs over and set them on the cart. I had one of the golfers in the group look at me and say that he didn't really want to play with me because he felt like he couldn't keep up. And I said, you know, this this first time I'd ever played golf with this guy, you know, we'd uh, we had some mutual friends that invited us to play. I was like, why do you think that? You know, what, what gives you that impression? You haven't even seen me hit yet. And he said, you're playing bladed irons. And if you're playing bladed irons, you've got to be a great player. And that kind of made me laugh inside because I was a 16 handicap at the time, still am, and uh, I play bladed irons. And by no means am I a, an amazing and consistent ball striker. I can hit the ball pretty well, when I'm when I'm on, you know, but I do have my off days, and uh, that leads me to be a 16 handicap. So I I looked at this guy and I said, <laughs> after laughing uh, for a long period of time, I said, you don't need to worry about that. I'm a 16 handicap. Turns out he was a 12. So that just goes to show that bladed irons don't automatically indicate that you're an amazing golfer. Today's podcast dives into the question of whether or not you're good enough to play bladed irons. And I may have just given it away, saying I was a 16 handicap playing bladed irons, but there's more to the story that you need to think about before you just write it off and say, those are players clubs, or those are uh, clubs for the absolute best ball strikers out there. I can't play them, you know, I'm a 16 handicap or I'm a 20 handicap. Let's first start off talking about the benefits of bladed irons and some of the considerations you might want to think over if you want to play them. So benefits of bladed irons. Um, They're forged metal hunks, so they offer superior feedback. You are going to know how you hit that ball. Did you hit it thin? Did you hit it fat? That feel immediately at impact is because of that forged metal club. So that's, that's a definite benefit and why some professional players prefer bladed irons. Another one is that they have enhanced work ability. So you can shot shape with bladed irons way, way easier than you can with cavity back irons. Yet another reason why professionals like them. Look at Tiger Woods. Loves bladed irons because he shot shapes like crazy or he did before his leg injury. Anyway, I don't know what his... his future in golf is anymore. But if you look at some of the earlier footage of him playing golf, he did some really, really unique things with shot shaping. Uh, of course, he plays bladed irons, which allow him to do that. Now, 
A big thing and a main reason that I switched to bladed irons from a cavity back iron was because of distancing. Distances are tighter with bladed irons. You know that that bladed 7 iron is going to go 165 yards or 172 yards. It's not going to go 175 one time and when you hit it good and then another time when you hit it good it's going to go 170. You're going to have those tighter distances with those bladed irons. Okay, Cavity backs don't offer that same benefit. And then Lastly, uh, you know, another thing that matters to some golfers, but not all, are looks of the iron. Bladed irons often look professional. I mean, they look sleek. They're just these smooth and metallic wonders of a uh, club. And cavity backs, they kind of look like something that came from, you know, uh, a 1990s action movie or just they've got stickers and like weird metal shapes and plastic pieces and it just doesn't look doesn't look professional you know and some people just don't like that look at all it doesn't jive with their golf view and you know that may seem silly to some of you but let me put this out there okay something you're not thinking about if you like the way your clubs look and that inspires confidence that confidence will translate out there on the golf course because you feel like the tool you are using fits you perfectly. So don't laugh that off. Don't laugh off how important the looks of a particular club can be to your golf game. There's good and bad in everything and bladed irons cannot escape that. So some of the negatives that you will encounter in a bladed iron is that they are totally unforgiving. Miss hits off center hits, uh, a groove or two low from the sweet spot. That is all going to be reflected in the outcome of your ball flight. And it's going to be ugly, okay? It ain't going to be pretty, guys. It's going to be ugly. Trust me, I've done this a lot. I've done exactly those things, and the outcome is horrific. Check out some of my YouTube videos where I do my course vlogs, and you will see. Have a good laugh. Enjoy your popcorn. Also, because... The club head is so small and it's unforgiving. It's really difficult to strike the sweet spot. I mean, the sweet spot on a cavity back might be the size of a 50 cent piece. Okay, which if you're not used to American currency, um, I would say it's about the size of a poker chip, maybe, if that would work. I mean, poker chips are worldwide, right? I think so. If not, let me know. I want to stay current. But the sweet spot on a bladed iron is probably closer to the size of um, possibly somewhere in between a nickel and a quarter, okay? And again, I don't have a really good reference for anyone who's not used to American currency. If you're familiar with euro coins, what would be the equivalent of a penny uh, in the American currency? So just the, the copper one euro, not the dollar euro, but the one euro that you would get in change. That would probably be equal to the size of the sweet spot on a bladed iron. Sorry, I went a little bit uh, off topic there, but I feel like analogies are important when you're considering how small that sweet spot is for a bladed iron. Now, with the tighter distances for bladed irons also means that they don't go as far. So, yes, your distances are tighter, so you're going to have a more accurate uh, number that you're going to hit that blade, that bladed four iron, 
but your cavity bag for iron is going to go a lot farther. And because of that reason, some professionals seeking distance choose to play uh, cavity back irons or what they call the um, player's distance irons, which are like a cross between the bladed iron and a cavity back iron. So it's like a muscle cavity back iron that just, there are so many different iron designs out there. It can get confusing from time to time. But with those bladed irons, you know, probably one of the uh, most difficult things to get over um, other than the, the lack of forgiveness in the small sweet spot is the uh, cost. Bladed irons are expensive, often because it's a lot more costly to forge something, which if you're not familiar with the forging process, you're taking a hunk of metal and you're beating it down into a shape and then refining it from there by grinding versus a cavity back, which are often cast where they melt the metal and then pour it into a mold and it's cast in that shape. And then of course they grind it up a little bit to smooth it out. So there, there's a difference in the two. That process of forging often costs more. Therefore, you are paying a premium for bladed irons. So I know what you're thinking. You're like, why, why would I buy something that's harder to hit and doesn't go as far and costs more? This is ridiculous. And you know what? Most of the golfing community agrees with you. I think it's like, the, I checked the, the research, I think it was like 24% of professionals out of the total global professional market still play bladed irons, and that number is dwindling day to day. I just read an article the other day that said Ricky Fowler himself is switching from bladed irons to cavity backs because of their forgiveness, and specifically cited hitting the ball a groove or two low and the fact that he did not have to worry about being as accurate um, when he strikes the ball with a cavity back iron. If the pros are enjoying the benefits and advantages of cavity back irons, then why are blades still around? And I think the main reason that they still exist is because of the workability of them. They're unparalleled for workability compared to a cavity back iron and the feel. And some golfers can feel their way around the course. And I, I don't want to, I mean, I know that that sounds a bit strange. Not like they're crawling on their hands and knees feeling what the rough feels like or anything. But they are using the feel of their shots to know how they're hitting the ball and to know what they need to correct. You know, if you hit it a bit thin, you're going to feel it in that blade iron. It's going to reverberate up the shaft and into your arms and hands, and you're just going to be shaking there, and it's going to feel bad. I, I exaggerated there. But those players pick up on those fine senses that the bladed iron gives back, the feedback that you get. Cavity backs just don't have that, okay? They're, they're clickier. They're harder. You're not going to get that same soft touch that you would in a bladed iron from a cavity back. Now we've talked about the pros and cons of the bladed irons. Who should be playing them? Who should be playing bladed irons? Should it be just a select few of amazing ball strikers? Should it be everyone? Personally, I think anyone who wants to play bladed irons, and listen close, should play bladed irons. There you go. You want to play them? Play them. Don't care about your handicap. Don't care about what people tell you. As long as your budget fits bladed irons and you're not going to have to take out a second mortgage on your house 
than play bladed irons, okay? A lot of people, myself included, when they first started golf, started with an old set of bladed irons. Many times when you go, I don't know if you've ever gone to like Goodwill or the uh, Habitat for Humanity, like Restore, thrift shop type places, but anytime you look at their golf club section, which they almost always have, golf club sections, they've got those old like McGregor uh, irons back there and they're just solid hunks of metal. That's a bladed iron. So most people, if they're just going to go start out with some thrift store clubs, which I advise you to do that, if you're just getting started out, go with those cheaper clubs, are going to pick up a bladed iron. Okay, more than likely that's what you're going to get. And some people start playing blades and they don't ever want to leave blades because they're comfortable with them. I will say that while anyone can play bladed irons, it is more difficult to master for the beginner golfer. When you're just starting out, if you were to, I mean, just put this in your mind. You've got the sweet spot the size of a nickel or the sweet spot the size of a 50 cent piece. What's going to be easier to make contact with that golf ball? The larger the surface area, the higher the probability you're going to make contact, good contact, which is important with the golf ball. So again, bladed irons are difficult for the beginner golfer to master. Now, is it better in the long run to start learning on blades when you first start? It's a difficult question to answer because I feel learning on blades when you first start off in golf gives you a better skill set to play any clubs throughout your golfing career. If the reverse happens and you begin with cavity back irons, if you transition to blades in the future, it's going to be more difficult to become proficient with those clubs. But again, if you start out on blades and you can hit, you know, that ball with that nickel size sweet spot on the club face and then you transition to a 50 cent size sweet spot on the club face, you're golden. You don't have to worry. I mean, there's not a huge learning curve from transitioning from a bladed iron into a cavity back iron. It's going to be a lot easier. So there are some benefits to starting with bladed irons. So who plays bladed irons? Anybody that wants to. You want to play bladed irons? Go out there and get you some. Okay? Don't let anybody tell you you can't. I don't care if you're a 57 handicap. I don't care if you're making quadruple bogeys around the course. You want to play bladed irons? You do it. It's your golf game. Now we talked about what bladed irons are. We've also covered who can play blades. But what about who should be playing blades? Should low handicap golfers be playing blades? Is there a tremendous amount of benefits for better ball strikers to be playing blades? In my opinion, no. There really is not. Because golf isn't about matching your skill set to a particular club. It's about using your skill set to utilize the best club for you. If you're a better ball striker, like let's let's just take Bryson DeChambeau, okay? He obviously can hit the ball a long way, but he doesn't play blades. He plays those players distance irons that blend of a cavity back and a muscle back, which is so prevalent on tour now. He's getting the most benefit he can from those clubs because that's what he feels comfortable with and that's what works for his game. Even though he's a professional golfer, does it for a living, 
and people would automatically think he's got to play Blades. He doesn't. I just mentioned Ricky Fowler earlier on. He's switching from Blades because he no longer sees them as the best tool for his game. So just because you're a low handicapper, you know, single-digit handicapper, that doesn't mean you should be, you know, expected to play Blades just because. A better ball striker who likes feedback and workability, who also may be a low handicapper, might want to play Blades because that's what fits their game. Golf shouldn't be about you being put into a category. And yes, your handicap automatically puts you into a category. You go into a clubhouse and you tell somebody that you're a four handicap. They're going to look at you like, hey, this guy, he's got game. You know, you go in there and you tell somebody, oh, I'm a 32 handicap. They're going to say, okay, he must just be getting started in the game. He's a beginner. Obviously, we probably don't want to put him out uh, with the group of uh, single-digit handicappers uh, in this tournament, you know. But that should not be a classification for which clubs that you play. You got to play what makes you feel comfortable. You got to play what suits your game. So if a 16 handicapper like myself decides to play blades because I like the feel of them and I like the fact that my distances are tighter, then I'm going to play blades. If that no longer suits my game or if I feel like a player's distance iron, like a combination between the blade and the cavity back, is going to be better suited for my game in the future, then I'm going to give those some consideration and maybe... If it works out, I'll switch over to the, that type of club. But a lot of people underestimate the confidence that you have to have in your equipment to play good golf. And this is evident in the professional world of golf, as I've mentioned before. Fewer and fewer professionals are playing bladed irons because that confidence is going down. And you also have to consider the advancements of a bladed iron. I mean, it's essentially a hunk of metal that's been hammered down into the shape of an iron. You can only do so much with that. You can use dis different metals. You can use different shapes, different types of weighting in that hunk of metal and how you shape it. But ultimately, you're limited to what you can do with uh, bladed iron as far as advancing that technology. Now, bladed irons from the 90s to bladed irons of today, huge difference in technology and feel and playability. Huge difference. But with these new performance distance clubs and the, the, you know, this hybrid cavity back bladed iron, the technological advancements are huge and endless. You're getting feel, you're getting distance, you're getting the best of both worlds, which is really good for a lot of players' games. So if the pros are moving away from bladed irons, the technology is moving away from bladed irons. I don't know. Maybe there'll be fewer and fewer professionals playing bladed irons in 10 years. Maybe, maybe there won't even be a bladed iron on tour simply because the technology has moved past that. And the hunt for distance has superseded the need for workability of an iron. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast or any of my previous podcasts, please leave a rating and review and let your friends know where to find me. Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your content from, I'm on there and I'm speaking loudly about getting people into the game of golf, getting them excited about the game of golf. Let your friends know, let your buddies know, 
to check out this podcast and let them have a listen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And as always, keep on swimming. Thank you.